Hello, everybody. This is Portia. Um, I listened to my last podcast, and for one thing, I talked way too slow. So, I'm going to talk a little faster this time, and I spent way too long on the intro and the conclusion. So, it's not going to be as long, it's not going to be as boring. Um, it's not going to be as intense. I really wanted to do one that was like happy and upbeat but it's like my heart tells me I have to get the intense ones out first so that you can get to know me before I get funny because knowing me makes me funnier (laughs) if that makes any sense so um first one I'm or second one I hope you listen to the first one 64 days um that was just a couple years ago so that was pretty recent um, this next one that I'm going to tell you, it's off my blog. I'm reading my blog posts. And it is, um, God, it started, I don't know, 2014. December 2014, 15, something like that. Uh, I mean, 2014 or January, maybe. And, um, that is when, well, my appendix ruptured in March of 2014, which started me on a path of destruction. A friend did my surgery. He's a surgeon. I didn't just, you know, pick my bartender friend and have him remove the remnants of my appendix. Um, But it, it had ruptured. It was really painful. I was in the hospital for a long time with infection. And they were giving me IV Dilaudid every three to four hours and uh, for three weeks um and then when I went home since he's a friend he wrote me a prescription for Norca 10 325s um 180 tablets in a bottle why am like candy that is all of this kind of went together and that led me to a ugly heroin addiction. And, um, this story is, uh, 10 days after I quit. Uh, not 10 days. I'm sorry. About, I don't know, four or five days after I quit. Um, today's with the 14th. My clean date is October 10th, 2015. So, this was that week after. Um, I quit cold turkey. It was ugly. Not gonna lie. I have something I will never go through again. But the sad fact is. Most heroin addicts don't quit. They quit. May stay clean for 10, 15, 20 years. They go back. Um, The chance of relapse for a heroin addict is astronomical compared to other drugs. So, the fact that I quit six years ago is an accomplishment that I am very proud of. But it's not a reprieve. It doesn't mean I'm safe. 
or I'm off the hook. I have to work on my recovery every single day. Now, I have not been going to meetings or I don't have a sponsor. I've not been living the program. I will admit. But I still work it in my life. I still use the 12 steps in every aspect of my life. Um, I believe that Narcotics Anonymous saved my life. Because at that time, I was grabbing for any port in a storm. I I was, anybody saved me. And they saved me. Um, In my first meeting, I felt better. I looked around. I was like, these, these are my people. Because they understand me. Because, I mean, if you've looked at my blog, you've seen me. I'm bubbly little blonde, um, professional, educated, preppy little trendy outfits. If you saw me on the street, you would not go, I bet she's a heroin addict at all. But when you get in those rooms, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do or how you dress. You're just like everybody else. An addict. That's what matters. So you make friends with people that you never made friends with in the real world. But All that superficial crap is just stripped away. And you're raw. And they know you and you know them. So if anything ever happens, even now, if I were to think about getting high, I could call someone that I went to NA with six years ago. And I promise you they would answer their phone they would talk me through it if anyone called me right now that I hadn't talked to in five or six years from NA I would do the same because in the darkest time of my life they were a light they were my savior I'm not overly religious I don't I don't disagree with religion I mean it's there But I don't prescribe to a specific denomination. I have my higher power that I believe in. We have a very good relationship. And I talk to him every day. Someone created me. I wasn't bacteria. I wasn't gases. Uh, I have a higher power. That's the way I see it. That's logic to me. So, even though I don't think that when I pray to my higher power, he gets off his throne and comes down with his staff and fixes my problem. It doesn't work that way. But, when I pray, first of all, I pray out loud because when I hear it out loud, my mind wraps around it better. I pray to give myself peace so that I can let my higher power 
show me what to do. I'm the only one that's going to fix my problems. But I need support. I need backup. So I know I've got that in my back pocket. So far, I'm 100% successful at surviving life. So I must be doing something right. Um, okay, I'm talking too much. So that's about it on the heroin addiction. Um, I'm, I will post more about that. But today I want to talk about that. What it's like when you've been in the grips of a debilitating addiction and you finally shake it off for a minute. So I'm going to start. It is called The Essence of Heroin. Um, I have dedicated this to a specific person. Um, and I'm, I've got blog posts about him. Um, on August 13th, one of my best friends was found dead in his room of a heroin and fentanyl overdose. Um, he's also a friend that about three months prior uh, came over to my house and got up in my bathroom and proceeded to walk into my bedroom, sit down in a chair, and overdose. And I got to do CPR on him for nine minutes until the ambulance got there. So, I was terrified that this was going to happen. But when it did, I wasn't surprised. And I'm devastated. I'm missing every day. But, it's an ugly monster. And it takes out the weak. And that it makes you weak. So, once it gets a hold of you, it's hard to get out of the clutches. So, here we go. It's called The Essence of Heroin. The Essence of Heroin. I am selfish. I'm self-centered. I talk over people. I haven't always been a decent person. And I haven't always been proud of myself. I've had to relearn everything I ever knew about life. And learn to love myself again. I'm not ashamed to admit that I'm proud of the person I have become over the last six years and four days. I survived when I should be dead. I have persevered when I should have failed. I am in existence now when I should be nothing more than a whisper of vapor. I'm going to tell you a little story. Kind of a horror story. I think it will shed a little bit of light on the inner workings of a heroin addict. It starts with... My first day out of detox after a 10-month run. And going hard and fast. 
I still had a chemo port, so I had a main line to Nirvana, and I didn't hold back. Story ends with the only choice heroin gives you. Stop using it. It took everything from me. Mm. Including my life. I mean, if it weren't for the amazing life-saving drug Narcan, uh, you'd be reading, listening to someone else right now. I'm not talking about it takes the material things. Um, of course, those are gone. Those are easily replaced if they're missed at all. There's always another house, a car, always buy new clothes and new furnishings. Material possessions are just collateral damage. What it takes from you is so much deeper than that. It takes your soul. The most precious thing you have. It is hardest to get back and impossible to replace. It doesn't belong to you. I was bargaining with something that was just on loan. I didn't care, though. But it didn't matter the debt that I'm going to owe. I would do whatever I had to do to pay it so that I could get more. So I wouldn't get sick. When I was miserable, cold, shaking, nauseated. When my skin felt as if it were being torn away. From the muscle and fascia in preparation for a deep fryer. I would pay anything to stop that pain. The high was there for a few minutes. But after that first rush. It was elusive and never to be seen again. Not that same high. All that remained after that was the pain. The excruciating pain. Your deprived opiate receptors screaming out in unison, begging for just one more drop of that magic. But the magic is gone. It exited right along with your soul and your dignity and your principles and your heart. Heroin uses your mind to torture you while it drags you Deeper and deeper into your own private little corner of hell. You begin to tell yourself lies to justify your life. Not just the heroin use, but the cascade of bad choices that falls right after that first rig of coffee-colored ecstasy. Trail of destruction starts with just a little stick and it doesn't end. Even when you leave your grandchildren homeless. Um, your daughter misses her senior year to take care of herself so that she can be the mother that you should have been. It leaves everyone who loves you confused and devastated. They're all heartbroken as they examine the wreckage for anything salvageable. Of the successful, responsible, beautiful, devoted mother and nurse. They just slowly shake their heads in disbelief as they watch her dissolve into nothing but a statistic. An 
another number, another Jane Doe, just another junkie. I crawled my way out, screaming until my lungs hurt, with bloody fingers, ripped off fingernails, torn flesh on both my knees. After seven days of writhing in pain and praying for death to just have mercy on me, I finally got a reprieve. I stepped out of the sh- this opiate-induced fog into light, into the real world. And began to survey the destruction I had caused. It wasn't just to those around me. Not only to the ones who loved me. I had to look in the mirror and assess the destruction I had caused to myself. I was barely even a shell of a person. I was a hundred pounds of angular bone and joint. Totally lacking any impression of the softness or the comfort I once radiated to the people around me. My eyes were huge. But not the brilliant sky blue. Now they were a dull, transparent gray, encased in tissue paper, thin skin, the color of like a two-day-old bruise. My skin was the same tint of white as the butcher paper that they use in meat markets. And it was pulled tight over these thread-like sclerotic veins that crept along under the surface, creating a chaotic and disorganized system of oxygen delivery and return that had paid a steep price. Heroin is like acid to your veins. It eats away the elasticity and it leaves nothing but a brittle casing, which is barely capable of performing its duties. Now it has to transport the thick brown poison to its desired destination. Fragile remnants of once healthy veins are forced to complete this task, regardless of consequence. They showed through my parchment-like skin like tiny little threads of a spider web stretched to its limits across the doorway, trying to catch whatever it can in those minute tendrils. My hair was once a shade of, like, deep red. Made you think about roasting marshmallows and a crisp breeze and leaves floating gently from the trees to the earth. Now it was dreary and colorless. It's too dull to be brown, too flat to be red, and too drab to be blonde. <laughs> it settled into some monochromatic shade that couldn't be identified and hung defeatedly from the haphazard ponytail I'd attempted, hoping to project an illusion that I actually gave a shit about my appearance. Those were all the ingredients. Blended together, I was the dist- 
disturbingly flawless image of death. I barely escaped, and he was still hovering just off camera, waiting for the next opportunity to make his move. My next moment of weakness would be my last. The ones who succumb, who take just a little more than their nervous system can handle, depressing the respiratory system to the point where it ceases to do its job, they've stopped. It's common for an addict to get clean, start a new life, begin to mend relationships, start becoming the person that the heroine took away, then fall. A smell, a song, a person, anything can trigger it. You're standing in line at the convenience store, waiting to pay for some gas on a Red Bull. Your second year clean anniversary next Thursday. On your way to meet your sister for lunch, and it hits. Like a tidal wave. First is that anxiety. Shaking. Sweating. Ugh. Then this feeling of dread. Like the sky's gonna fall. You begin to feel like you can't breathe. And there's just no escape from this crushing feeling that this is it. This is the end. There is one thing in existence that can take that feeling away instantly. You know what you should do? Reach out. Breathe. Pray. Breathe. Read the basic text. Breathe. Meditate. Breathe. Work some steps. Breathe. It's still there. You still know the number by heart. One phone call and he'll even deliver. And that's the last decision you make. Most heroin addicts die from overdose after a period of abstinence. Heroin has one goal, one end game. You will stop. Everyone stops, period. And there's two ways to reach that final destination. Stop or die. So that's it. That's the essence of heroin. Um, I get a little emotional when I read it because it takes me back to that time right after I quit. Um, it was um, if. If I had used another day or two, I probably would be dead. I was at that point. And I had no control over my using anymore. I'm not that type of person. I like to control everything. And it ripped my personality away. I 
wasn't me. I was, I don't know who I was. But it's taken me six years to get some of that person back. And I'm still not the person I was before. I think back on before I started using and I was a go-getter. I mean, I was social, talked to everybody, went out, had a good time. My kids did all the sports. I drove a suburban. I mean, I was like non-stop going and social. I loved parties and going to have coffee, girls night, bunko. I mean, just any social event. Since I, then I started using it. Since I got clean, I have social anxiety. Um, I hate big groups of people. I panic. I panic attack. I never had panic attacks before. I, I didn't know what panic was. I was so uh, free. And now I have that constant reminder in the back of my head that I almost killed myself. And uh, I hated that my kids had to watch. Uh, I didn't start using until my youngest was 17. Oh, she was 16 when I started. It was like a week before her 17th birthday. So my oldest, uh, so mine were, they were 17, 19, 21, 23. And three older ones lived on their own. They didn't live at home anymore. So, it was just me and the little one. And, um, I I don't even know how to describe her. (laughs) She is an an unbelievable human being. Um, We always called her an old soul. But, at 17... She stepped up. We reversed roles. And she became the mother. And she helped me. Get my shit together. I couldn't have done it without her. She went to every meeting with me. I could pray with her. I, could t- I mean she literally be- became. My lifesaver. And. When I got cancer she was there so I feel like what that child has gone through is so unfair but the way I deal with that without the unbelievable guilt they start to talk about that and it made her stronger And now she, all four of my kids are amazing adults. They're strong, responsible, mature adults. And nobody lives at home with me. So, that's pretty awesome. Um, if you have a problem with drugs in general not just heroin 
in Narcotics Anonymous, you learn heroin was a symptom of a bigger problem. Um, that it doesn't matter what drug you take. There, you're taking them. Everybody takes them for the same reason: to feel better, to feel good, because you don't feel good. So whether it's crystal, heroin, diet pills, uh, Kush, I don't know. It doesn't matter what drug it is. It's not defined by the drug. It's defined by your inability to cope with life without it. And if you know anybody who's having that problem or if you're having that problem get help that that's the only way you can do it you cannot do it by yourself and if you're anything like me I don't ask for help I don't I'll be drowning because somebody standing there with a life preserver and I'll be damned if I'm gonna ask for help but you're dying if you had cancer you would go to a doctor you would ask for help well if you're addicted to drugs you have a terminal illness you need help my opinion I hate it because I always end up telling like tell people what they should do I'm not telling you you should do it you don't have to you can die I'm just saying drugs usually end in death I mean, not always. People get out, obviously. They're in recovery. But if they don't stop using, it's, or prison. I mean, you go to prison. You go to prison, you die. Um, you be homeless on the street. Raped. Murdered. I mean, there's, let's just put it this way. It's not really an upside. <laughs> so I'm going to feel good for a minute. But that goes away pretty quick. And then you're just, with heroin, you're just trying not to get sick. That's chasing the pain away. That's all you're doing. Um, If you need help and you don't know how to get it, If you needed heroin, you would figure it out. Same way. If you need recovery, get on Google. Uh, I recommend Narcotics Anonymous to anybody who has a drug addiction. The program is not easy, but it's simple. I mean, it's hard. You gotta work. But the basis is simple. And you get to know yourself. I mean, you really know yourself. You get to research the patterns in your behavior that need to be corrected. Sometimes, it's just your character. I mean, some patterns you can't correct. But there are things... I do that are correctable to this day I have issues coping 
You know, when things get bad, I do stupid shit. (laughs) I'm impulsive. I'm never going to change being impulsive. But I could change the stupid shit that I do. So, um, Google it. Treatment centers. Don't have to have insurance. There are available treatment centers. There are um, almost all homeless shelters can give you a referral to somewhere that can help you. Uh, it's, I mean, it's your life. So, and don't forget about the people around you. Because just because you're the one sticking the needle in your arm doesn't mean they're not the ones feeling the pain. So, that is my conclusion. I probably talked too long again, but I feel really passionate about this. So, message me. um, Talk to me. If you have a problem, talk to me. I'll help. That's what addicts do. We help each other. So, have a fantastic week. Check back here for more podcasts. I'm starting to get the swing of this. Bye.